The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Uh, Hi everybody, thanks for coming back to the show. Uh, This week I'm just going to do a special episode about uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus that I'm sure everybody's having to deal with. I think studios are going to need to adapt and change and enforce new policies over the next few weeks just until we kind of we get through this but a couple things i wanted to say to people is uh, number one don't panic you know we we have our entire careers based on promoting health and safety and avoiding cross-contamination proper disinfection proper sterilization practices Um, so it's just the same thing we do things every day to protect people from hiv and hepatitis and all kinds of other stuff. So uh, protecting people from COVID-19 should be pretty familiar territory for us. So uh, don't go crazy. If you want, you can tighten up certain policies. And my guest this week, uh, Kel DiFrancesco uh, from the APP's Board of Directors, talks to me about some of the different things that we can do in our studio. As an example, we're doing a little bit more uh, frequent cleaning and disinfection of the common areas, cleaning countertops, doorknobs, the phones that people are using. We're cleaning those a bit more frequently, but everything else is pretty much just our standard protocols. You know, we're cleaning all the work surfaces between every client, hand washing before every client. We're wearing face masks when we pierce, and obviously gloves when we pierce. Uh, and uh, we're, we're doing a lot of the, the normal things that we just do day to day, and that's also protecting people from the coronavirus. When it comes to supplies, some of us are feeling a little bit pinched. Hopefully you're already stocked up for a little while. I don't think this is going to be a months-long drought, but uh, I do think over the next few weeks it's a good idea to have a, a moderate amount of supplies. Try not to overwhelm any of your suppliers because a lot of them also supply the dental industry, the, the healthcare industry, and they're also going to need to be able to get the, the supplies that they need. But there's nothing wrong with ordering one extra case of gloves or some extra disinfectant or some extra face masks. Uh, there are a lot of different resources online. Um, I talked to Brian Skelly earlier today and the Statum shop is going to be well stocked with Optum. Uh, he told me that SICAN, the manufacturing facility in Canada, is going to ramp up their production to make sure that they can keep a, a steady supply of Optum disinfectant wipes. Kale and I talk about other disinfectant wipes too. I'm not saying you have to use Optum, but one really important thing that I always like to drive home to people is pick up that bottle of disinfectant you're using and thoroughly read the label. You need to know how long the contact time is. Uh, Something like Optum might only have a one minute kill time, but something like Cavicide or Maticide might have a five or six minute kill time. So you need to know how to use your product correctly if you want to be able to properly protect your, your clientele. So make sure you read those labels for any of the products you're using in your studio, especially now when we all need to focus a little bit extra on this uh, health and safety issue. When it comes to other items, uh, paper towels and the stuff that you're buying in stores, do what you got to do to buy that stuff. But uh, you know, try not to panic. I think this is going to be a, a temporary thing. So, you know, people are out there going crazy over toilet paper and hand sanitizer and stuff like that. But I think if uh, if you're a studio that's already well stocked, you should be totally fine to uh, kind of weather the storm on this a little bit. 
Other things you want to think about is try to put out the fact that you are careful, that you are doing these safety practices on your social media. It really helps to calm clients down, make sure that you still have people walking through your door, make sure you are still generating revenue for yourself and your staff. Uh, you don't want people to be so scared that they're just kind of sitting around at home worrying about it. Say those things, you know, hey, we clean everything. Hey, we're going to wash our hands between every client service. We're doing all these things to protect you. I did it for my shop. A lot of other studios are doing that. And if you feel like you're going to have different policies over the next few weeks, uh, publicize those early. Uh, some studios are limiting how many people come in. Some people are switching over to appointment only so they can control the amount of people that might be piling up in their lobbies. Some people might say, hey, um, you know, don't bring an unnecessary guest with you. Uh, you don't need to bring three friends with you. Maybe you don't need to bring your child with you into a, a studio visit, which I just kind of agree with in, in general. But uh, if you have any sort of preferences for those policies, discuss them with your clientele, publicize them on social media, on your websites. If you do something like a reminder call for appointments, fill them in on any, any sort of changes for your policy, uh, just to make sure that nobody's inconvenienced. Um, but also, again, you want to minimize the, the risk to public health and safety. Something like this, you really want to just look at it as uh, flu season, basically. You know, just common courtesy things, washing hands, covering your mouth, uh, if you sneeze, even if it's just allergies. But I almost, I'm also telling people that if you feel sick, if you have flu-like symptoms, if you've been in close proximity to anyone else who might be sick or have flu-like symptoms, hold off coming in for at least two weeks or so. Give yourself a little bit of time. You can self-quarantine. You can practice social distancing. But we don't really want to have to risk the, the health and safety of other 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 clientele, uh, the health and safety of our own staff. We don't want everyone to get sick bring it home to their kids. We don't want to have to shut down our studios for a couple of days or a couple of weeks while people are recovering. So just common courtesy things and just make sure you talk about that stuff to your clientele so they're prepared for their visit. For me, I'm, I'm kind of caught off guard by so many different events getting canceled. I was supposed to go to Chicago next week to do a seminar at the Chicago Tattoo Convention, uh, but that was postponed until May. Just after that, I was supposed to do something at the Boston Tattoo Convention. I was supposed to pierce there and teach a class, but that's canceled, so now I'm having to shift that around. I have a, a trip coming up in about three weeks to the UK. I'm not sure if I'm still going to be able to uh, get on a plane and go to the UK, so we'll see how that develops. And I've got a class that I'm working on from Montreal. Uh, I, I think everything will be fine by then. That's in early May, but I might need to postpone that as well if there are different travel restrictions between the US and Canada. So it's just kind of a wait and see sort of a thing. Um, if you are uh, a shop owner, uh, maybe fill in your uh, your staff that hey you know it's it's not uh, out of the realm of possibility that we might have to close for a few days uh, that we might have to take some time off if anyone becomes sick so you know be financially prepared for that uh, I would certainly encourage studio owners to offer something like uh, paid time off or compensation even if it, that's not normally part of your compensation package with your staff. Uh, you want them to feel like if they are sick that they can stay home, that they're not going to go broke uh, and risk uh, potentially the, the health and safety of everyone else in the studio if they feel forced to come in. I would much rather pay someone to stay home for a few days than have to close my entire store because my entire staff gets sick. So keep stuff like that in mind. If you're not the studio owner, uh, prepare for uh, what you might need to do to take a week off of work, two weeks off of work uh, if you were to get sick, if you're feeling sick or if someone that you're in close proximity to is sick, you might want to take some time off of work. 
Um, we're all going to be able to continue business as normal. We're all going to be able to make our money next month and the month after that. But we still want to be respectful. Uh, we still want to be courteous. And we don't want to risk anyone else's health and safety just because we feel like we have to go into work. So kind of put those things in the, in the back of your mind. Uh, for now, let's get into this conversation with uh, the APP's Kel Francesco. We also talk about how plans for conference are still going forward. Uh, they are still planning conference to happen in Las Vegas uh, the first week of July this year. Uh, but we talk a lot about that. Um, if you're also looking for any sort of updates from the APP, you can certainly go to safepiercing.org. They have a page on the conference area dedicated to any sort of COVID-19 updates, some information from the CDC, some other general travel information and conference information. You can always check in there. Again, that's safepiercing.org. But for now, let's get into this chat with Kale, and I'll be back a bit more after. Hello, my name is Kale DeFrancesco. I own Oleander Piercing in Worcester, Massachusetts, and I'm also the outreach coordinator for the APP. Uh, and we're all going to die. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Starting it off yes. on a high note. Um, so uh, partly due to laziness and not wanting to edit another interview, um, I thought I would, and, and partly because, you know, people are freaking out over toilet paper, I thought that we should do an episode about uh, coronavirus and how it's affecting our industry. So you were saying, when we were talking before we started recording, you were saying that there was a, a post in the Anatomical Forum that was kind of polling people about where oh. they were at last week versus this week. So mention that story again, because I think it's it's kind of interesting. It, it was really interesting because um, I participated in both of the polls. And last week, uh, I believe it was last Sunday maybe, that it was posted. It was just a general question like, has the coronavirus affected your studio? Um, and almost every single person said no. Um, there was a handful, I don't know, maybe like 20 people were like, yes, it has affected them. And then there was some people that just weren't sure. Um, but this week, it was almost 50-50, like split down the middle of yes and no, it has affected their studio. Um, and this week, there was also um, some people that closed their studio, um, which I think we might see some more of over the next couple of weeks. But um, I just found it very interesting how things have changed so much in just the course of six or seven days. Yeah. Uh, uh, I Crazy stuff. You know, I heard I heard about it a couple of weeks ago online, and I think everybody was still just like, "Oh, that China with their with their flu," you know, and and thinking like, "Oh, it's you know, we're fine, we're over here," and then uh, as all things do, just kind of spread around the world. And when it really kind of started to get serious on the news, I was in Germany, and I was like just getting ready okay. to come home, and they were like, "Yep, yeah, just so you know, there there are like all kinds of travel restrictions in Germany right now." Like I was I was doing a seminar in Dusseldorf, and two of the attendees. Uh, decided not to not to come to the seminar because they didn't want to have to travel through certain areas. So, oh. uh, and that was like the day before I was flying home. Um, so the whole time I was in the airport, it was just like, okay, keep your eyes out. You know, being all paranoid, nobody was like, you know, coughing, sneezing, and doing any. It wasn't like The Walking Dead or anything. But uh, right. <laughs> you know, I landed, and um, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, limit contact and do this and do that. You know. Uh, so 
it's it's just weird going from like nothing to like I mean, I'm not personally panicking. It doesn't sound like you're personally panicking and most no. of the rational people I know are not panicking. But people are out there fighting over toilet paper. Yeah, and uh um you know, my husband and I I mean, we we stocked up a little bit, but we did it like a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um because I am a paranoid person (laughs) and even like three weeks ago it wasn't really too big of a thing but it was in america and it was starting to become a little something and i was just like you know maybe we should get things now and even if we just have it we have it because i live in new england i mean you never know when that crazy snowstorm is gonna hit and you don't have power for three days or something so um you know it's always good to have things anyway for for those situations but I am thrilled that we stocked up weeks ago. Um, But on Friday, we went to the grocery store just to do our weekly shopping and half the store was empty. There was, it was really hard to do grocery shopping and people were just, you know, the lines were long. People had tons of bulk stuff, like probably stuff they don't even use, you know, they're just anxiety hoarding or something like they just, you feel like you just need to get all this stuff just just to have this stuff. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, if if things improve, you know, I mean, honestly, you don't know if it's going to get a little bit tighter or a little bit looser or whatever. But I have a good feeling that like a month from now, people are going to be like sleeping on a mattress made out of toilet paper because they they overbought. So, right. yeah, um, for me, but I concern that it's uh, an issue that it's causing now that I've noticed is. Um, you know, I'm starting to have issues getting certain things just for my business. Right. Um, well, because for, of all the, the crazy buying and hoarding that people are doing right now. So for, for me, and I'm, I'm probably sure for you too, like a lot of the stuff we get, we get through specialty distributors. So it gets shipped to us. Uh, but there are right. some things that I buy local, like paper towels, as a good example for the tattooers. Uh, I went yeah. and the whole aisle was wiped out. I could get enough yeah. that'll last us. If we maintain it at our current pace with appointments, it'll last us about two weeks. Um, after that, who knows? Uh, yeah, it's but, so hard to say. Yeah. Um, one thing I think we should talk about. Well, let's 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 come back around to supplies because I wanted to kind of get into the guts of how it might be affecting your studio or my studio. For me, I, it hasn't affected, uh, business yet. Um, we're like, people seem more alert, but the same amount of people are coming in like yesterday. Uh, normally over the course of the day, um, I would, I would have like, you know, maybe some, some rushes and some highs and lows or whatever. But yesterday, everybody came in between one o'clock and three o'clock, like everybody for the entire day. And I was crazy slammed with like this long ass line. And then from like four 30 on, it was like a ghost town in my shop. So have people been coming in uh, like at the same volume for you or is it kind of more spaced out or more erratic or more condensed? I mean, I, I'm kind of steady on the weekends. Um, and I, this weekend I didn't really notice any change in business. Um, Yesterday I had one cancellation, but I was still fairly busy yesterday. Um, I have already been kind of putting some restrictions on my studio um, just because of the whole virus thing. Like I've been asking people to limit the groups of people that they're coming in with. 
Um, and to now I'm asking people to make appointments instead of just walking in. Um, I've already done a point. I mean, I already take appointments, but, um, now I'm just kind of urging it, like, you know, just make an appointment instead of walking in right now. And, you know, just, it just makes it easier to keep the studio clean. Um, and then people aren't like accumulating in the lobby, uh, you know, things like that. So it's just, uh, but anyway, I um I haven't really noticed much of a change in business. Um, well, I, I mean, think, but I think, closed uh, today and tomorrow, so who knows what the next week is going to bring? Sure, <laughs> I I think I I'm going to start kind of adapting to it, and I think I'm going to be taking a lot of the the cues from other shops. So I'm I'm a walk-in studio for piercing anyway, and appointments for tattoos, and I think uh, I'll, I'll at least insist on next Saturday. That we do appointments because yesterday there was a point where I had 25 people in my lobby, you know, and I don't, yeah. I don't know that that's really necessary uh, with what's going on right now. So I think um, I'm going to post on the website and social media, you know, we would prefer appointments. I'll certainly still take people for walk-ins, but I think I'm also going to ask like, please don't bring more than one person with you. And if possible, yeah. if you're comfortable, uh, maybe just come by yourself. Um, no children in the studio at all. Um, I, when I, when I got back from Germany, I canceled all, uh, any appointments that I had are for, um, minors and like scarification basically. So I canceled all my scarification appointments for the next few weeks. I canceled any earlobe appointments for minors under 10. Um, and I would prefer that just no children come into the studio until this kind of blows over because they're kind of like an, an at risk community. Like, Right. Elderly people, they're they're welcome to do whatever they want. Not that we're having a lot in the studio, but I think little kids, we can limit toddlers, babies, people in strollers, any of that stuff. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, having having a big group like that in the studio, you you should uh crack down a little bit. And I feel like uh, a lot of studios are kind of adapting this right now, just kind of feeling it out, like more appointments, less groups. Um, you know, if things, if things keep going the way that they are going, I probably will be by appointment only, um, no walk-ins, uh, you know, just encouraging people to come in by themselves. Um, you know, just, uh, because I just, I don't want to risk anything. Mm-hmm. Um, me, like many other studios are, you know, I'm, you're, there's only one piercer, uh, you know, it's our livelihood. If if we're not in the studio making money, then we're not making money. I mean, and I know it's not always about the money, but if I am a little concerned that I won't be able to pay some of my bills and things coming up over the next few weeks. So, sure. yeah. you know, I'm sure it's, it's actually I'm positive that it's weighing heavy on a lot of people's minds right now. Well, you know, you're, you're a startup too. So I, I think yeah. it's important to... I think it's important for people to not overreact, but I think it is important for shops to be prepared. I don't think any of us need to panic or worry, but I think we do just need to be vigilant, be prepared, be as hygienic as possible. Uh, Obviously, like, you know, limit, limit risk wherever possible, whether that's appointment structure, limiting non-essential people in the studio, like, you know, friends and nobody needs to come in with a posse of like eight people to get a piercing or a tattoo. Right. I would probably right now, I'd probably refuse that. Like, I'd be like, you know what, like one or two of you, but I mean, come on, 
Yeah. Like, let's be smart here. Sure. Well, um, you know, I think a lot of people get it too, where you don't have to worry and like walk around with a face mask, but uh, just some, some common sense things. If you don't need to go right. into a shop for something, you know, maybe hold off a little bit, but at the same time, uh, you know, don't avoid shops thinking that you're going to get sick going there because I, you know, at least with some of the piercers that I know, those are probably going to be some of the cleanest environments you could be in. If you compare that to a hospital or, or, or a shopping mall or something like that, I think a piercing studio is probably going to be nice and clean. So, yeah. And um, we're taking these extra precautions right now. Um, I know that, I mean, I clean, you know, between every client and stuff anyway, but now I'm like wiping down all like the, the door handle on the front door, like after every client leaves and, you know, I'm just, I, I have maybe been overdoing it, but I mean, I, I mean, I a just... bit, but I mean, you know, if you got, if you got the time, you got the <laughs> time, say, but sorry. we've been, we've been tightening things up too. Um, basically yeah. the, the counter staff is directed that when they come in the first thing in the morning is they're going to do a little extra cleaning. Usually like the, the closing routine the night before is sweep the floors, mop the floors, empty the trash so that they're, you're ready to go the next day. So now yeah, the next day cool. starts with, okay, uh, disinfect all the phones disinfect uh the computer area disinfect the point of sale system like the square tablets uh, disinfect yeah. the doorknobs disinfect uh just common areas basically you know but like like you said like things are going to be clean throughout the day anyway like anything that's used for a work surface uh all the countertops and you know instrument trays and client tables and all that's going to be clean between every single client uh, but now we're just kind of doing a little bit extra on top of that, making sure that, um, you know, the, the bathroom is probably cleaned a few extra times a day, the front counter, the phones, the common area things. Um, I mean, for disinfectants too, what, what kind of disinfectant are you using in your shop? <laughs> um, well, uh, I use Optum Wipes for most stuff, um, even even a lot of my surfaces now, um, just because I, I'm extra paranoid well, what, are, what are we what are you using same same i use optum uh, uh yeah, so I mean, the the main point isn't me I, i'm not trying to like catch you it's not like a trick question uh <laughs> how dare you corner how me? dare you are you using optum 33 tb or using optum one anyway uh, no uh, but the, the main point that i just wanted to to make by bringing that up is that whatever you're using in your studio Make sure you read the label and you understand what the kill time is. And basically, yeah. you know, if you're worried about something like a coronavirus, just look at it as the same kill time as tuberculosis, as TB, because that'll usually be your highest level kill for a wipe. Uh, for something like Optum, uh, Optum 1, it's one minute effective kill time. But other products, like if someone's using like a sani cloth or opticide or maticide or things like that the the active kill time can be six minutes or eight minutes and the surface has to stay wet the entire time so you might need to you know double or triple up on a wipe or use a little extra um like spray or however you're dispersing it but just make sure you read the labels so you have like an accurate kill time no i i think that is important because you you don't want to be using the right product or the wrong products at this time yeah, um, or even even using the right product just the wrong way because I think sometimes yeah, when people exactly. are using pre-saturated wipes, 
they think like you wipe it and then that's it. It's just magically clean, but it has to, it has to be in contact for a certain length of time. And if the product dries before that certain length of time, you didn't properly disinfect the surface. So, you know, just make sure you're reading the labels, make sure you're, you're doing what you're doing. Most of the stuff that we're already using in piercing studios, in tattoo studios, body art studios, uh, is going to be more than sufficient to kill this and, and whatever other viruses just in cold and flu season, but uh, only if you're applying it correctly. Right, exactly. Um, are you doing anything else? Like, do you normally wear a face mask when you pierce? Yes, I do. Um, I have actually been rationing my face mask because I don't have a whole lot and I want to make sure that I can make them last through this. Um, but uh, yeah, and I think that if uh, if people are using face masks that they should continue to do so. Um, it's uh, it's more like wearing your face mask out in the world is, is unnecessary unless you have yeah. Um But I mean, I... I, I even I feel like even if I wasn't wearing one, I would probably be wearing one right now. <laughs> yeah, well, Just for that extra precaution because I am right up in people's faces, and sure. um, you know. The other thing so. I want to hit on that, just like with the disinfectant, is you want to have a, a realistic expectation of protection level. Like those paper face masks that we're wearing, it does very little to filter out anything that you might breathe exactly. in. Um, they're, they're almost. Just kind of look fancy. <laughs> kind of. I mean, it, it's. I see. I see it as more of a, a courtesy than a. Like, I don't count it as personal protective equipment because those those paper face masks don't really offer you much protection. I, I look right. at it as a courtesy where if I'm going to be right up in someone's face and I'm talking, I'm not going to be producing any sort of like uh, aerosol in their face. So if I were to become sick or have allergies or just have bad breath or whatever. It's going to keep it out of someone's face. But if you're concerned about protecting your face as a body piercer, you need to have a higher level face mask and you, need, oh, you also need to have an eye shield. That's usually just the facial protection that I would suggest in like the, your decontamination room or your sterilization areas. But when it comes to client services, the paper face masks that we wear, it really just protects uh, aerosol from like leaving your mouth or your nose. It doesn't really protect you from breathing in anything. Right. So, I mean, and because of that, it's like, it's crazy how a lot of people maybe know that or maybe just don't care. And that's why, like, the hoarding of the face masks has been happening. Mm -hmm. uh, you yeah. know, I, if you, well, if, if you if, want a face mask to protect you from inhalants, from breathing something in, you need to have something that has a tight seal all the way around your mouth and nose. Um, like more like the, the type of face mask that would be for like painting and fumes and things like that. Uh, yeah. but the paper face masks we have, that's, that's more of like a protecting anything from, from going out of us as a source rather than entering into us, which is a really weird sentence to say out loud. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, professional, uh, so for anything else, um, what's your normal routine for like disinfecting uh, any other surfaces like is there anything extra that you're disinfecting in your your work areas maybe now um well um there's like little things uh that i maybe noticed that it maybe i didn't really disinfect that much before like the i have like a coat hanger in my room mm -hmm. um that i'm wiping off after i if i notice someone put their stuff on there um i wipe it off after they leave um 
you know, certain surfaces that I know that clients are touching a lot of. I've been cleaning after every time they leave. Um, You know, I'm an appoint. I I mostly do appointments. So, um, you know, I I have time between the time they leave and my next client to kind of take these extra steps of maybe cleaning. I mean, I've, I've definitely been cleaning after every single client. Um, most, a lot of doorknobs too. I I've been cleaning the handle on that front door so many times a day. <laughs> you just wear it down to nothing. I can't come in your shop. There's no doorknob left. And I mean, uh, I'm not trying to be like overly paranoid or anything, but no, like, I get it. you're just being vigilant. I mean, there's, I don't see anything as being too much when it comes to protecting public health and safety. I mean, I, just kind of like, just like your piercing standards, there's a minimum standard and then there's best practices. So, you know, if in the studio for my minimum practices, uh, my, you know, minimum standards, it would be disinfect all the things that touch the client or that I had to touch to perform the piercing. But, but now, um, trying to pay attention to this stuff, I'm disinfecting a couple extra things like the doorknob when the client leaves the piercing area. Uh, I use a tablet in the piercing room to ring people up. So now I'm disinfecting that tablet every time also, uh, whereas previously I wasn't because it was just people touching it to, to ring out a transaction. I would certainly wash my hands before I put on my gloves to pierce. Um, but certain things I wasn't disinfecting, um, every time. Um, so I'm doing that and I'm making sure that I, uh, am just as vigilant as possible about, uh, clients touching their face, touching their piercing. And I, you know, if somebody does something like that in the studio, or if, you know, if they cough or sneeze or something like that, even if it just seems like a clearing their throat or allergy type thing, and they use their hand to block their, cover their mouth, I'll ask them immediately, oh, if you wouldn't mind just washing your hands here or washing your hands in the bathroom. Uh, and I don't think anybody's taking offense to that uh, with, with what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Especially right now. Um, no, I think that's really smart. Um, just to, to kind of help prevent it from, I mean, if it were anything, it's, Anything you can do to help, pretty much. Yeah. Um, for uh, for other stuff, like when you have people for appointments, do you do you give anybody like a text or a phone call or an email reminder, or is it just like, here's your appointment, come in? Um, my Square it, it sends out a you can request it when you make an appointment for mm-hmm. Square to remind you, uh, you know, the day before your appointment. Um, so I do have stuff on there now that says like. You know, if you're feeling sick or have traveled recently, um, you know, please don't come into the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, make sure that you're washing your hands, even like basic things like, you know, make sure you're washing your hands, um, you know, limit the groups of people, uh, you know, just, just just a few things to just give me that peace of mind, you know, knowing that people are coming in not sick, sure, um, sure. taking care of themselves. But also I have a thing on there that just says about my studio as well, like, you know, that we are practicing these these cleanliness standards, that we're being extra vigilant or vigilant, sorry, <laughs> extra vigilant. <laughs> um, and it's just, uh, you know, it's all that I can really do right now because I, I do have no intention of closing unless I'm forced to um, or unless I get sick myself. Right. Um, so it's, you know, I'm just going to keep it going for as long as I can. The way that the way that we look at it, you know, I think I think it's it's good to be cautious. I don't think any of us need to panic because if you compare it to just the regular flu, it's got a similar rate of transmission. 
Uh, yes. And more people get the flu and, you know, are, are severely ill with the flu than this. So think of how freaked out you were about flu last year, which is to say not at all. So um, we can certainly help to slow down the, the spread. And, and I'm doing something similar. Like I, I have my counter staff call everybody for uh, reminders within usually 24 to 72 hours before their appointment for a consult or a tattoo. Uh, and now they're telling people, um, if you feel sick in any way, uh, this and that, um, you know, please let us reschedule you uh, when you come in. Uh, you know, make sure that you don't bring large groups of friends and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So um, it's, it's good, but I think we also need to talk a little bit about what happens if you do need to take some time off, you know, like just take the time off. Don't, you know, if you, if you feel like you might even potentially be getting sick, it's much better and much safer to just take a few days off than to get your entire staff sick and have your entire shop have to close for a few weeks. Right. Um, and it, it is interesting that a lot of studios are starting to close on, you know, without having people there that are sick. Um, just to help prevent any spread. Um, and some of the studios that I've seen that are closing are like very high volume um, style studios. Um, I feel like the smaller guy like me is like, I can't close. <laughs> but, you know, some of these uh, high volume studios, I, I kind of appreciate that they're, um, you know, thinking ahead and, and closing because, you know, I, I used to work at a very high volume studio and it is, it is an area that is, it's, it's just very busy. The the lobby, tons of people touching each other, you know, <laughs> I think it's really responsible because a smaller it, it studio, like a smaller or, or, you know, medium volume shop, uh, think about how many people might walk through your door in a certain day. And it's not going to be probably half. They're just, they're just all sitting there in the lobby, like right piled up on each know, other, breathing on each other. Like, I mean, you don't, it's just a little harder to maintain that than say like a studio like me where I'm, you know, low volume, um, you know, and I don't have to worry. Well, some days are busy with like crazy amounts of people in the lobby, but, but not like the- all day, every day, because there are some yeah. studios that probably expect, okay, we're going to pierce 50 people tomorrow. And then think of how many people are just going to come in to look around or coming in with those people we're piercing. It could be hundreds of people that walk through your door. Uh, and this time of year, you know, it might be unnecessary, you know, it might be an unnecessary risk because if you are one of those high volume shops, you have to kind of weigh the the risk versus reward. Is it worth it to stay open and, and get all that, that business that realistically would probably just come back in two weeks or come back next month? Like people understand right now that you're not closing because you want to go to the movies or you want to go home early. Like they understand that if you have limited hours or other limitations, it's really just because there's a public health crisis. Right. Um, I have noticed a lot of people um, are doing like gift cards and stuff online. Like some studios that have closed are doing that. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are switching to appointment only right now. And like you can pay like ahead of time and things like that to, to like help with the studio. If you're like making appointments like later on. Um, I think that's great. And you can, yeah. you can, you can benefit both sides. So, I, I mean, obviously, uh, clients can support their favorite studio by buying a gift certificate, and that will give some income to those shops that'll keep coming in. Uh, and you right. can always use those gift certificates later, you know, especially if you're a regular client and you you know, okay, I'm going to get pierced or tattooed somewhere or buy some jewelry. 
why not buy a $50 gift card? Why not buy a $100 gift card now just to kind of like help them pay their bills? And I can yeah. totally go back in two weeks, in four weeks, in, in whatever. And at the same side, like if you are a studio owner and you want to try to encourage that, you could maybe give some discounts. Hey, 10% off any gift certificates, 20% off gift certificates, you know, pre-book for this and get some sort of a bonus or or whatever. But, you know, I don't think that the industry is going to be uh, hurt by this long term. And I, But I do think that this is a, a really useful time for us to... Uh, kind of show that you know we're prepared and we care about our clients and we're not going to just stay open just for the sake of making a couple extra bucks now when we can make that same money next month. Right, exactly. So uh, let's get into some some APP stuff because I've I've seen right. the the infographics that you're putting out. You know, piercers if you're sick stay home. Clients if you're sick, you know, don't go in for a piercing for a little while. Uh, it seems like the APP is is kind of staying ahead of the curve. I've seen some different statements out there. So what's it been like on, on your side of it, having the, the conversations on the board? Um, well, you know, it's it's difficult because the conference is still so far out um, that it's it's really hard to, to know um, what's going to happen. So, um, you know, right now, while the situation is going on, like it's the – the least we can do is just uh, help other people prepare, um, you know, being a health and safety organization, uh, we, we should be helping out our, our people. So, um, you know, we've been making the infographs. We have put out a couple of statements um, just about the virus itself, um, Nevada, their, their cases there, um, you know, uh, conference plans. Um, you know, we do have no intention of canceling at this point. But we do have stuff in place for that just-in-case scenario. Well, you know, it's good to be prepared. With something being that far away, I'm sure that by the time June, July rolls around, we're going to be looking back at this and being like, oh, man, that was crazy, right? Uh, like, yeah. I don't think we're going to have to worry about it that that far out. Uh, but it is good to just, like, know that, that people are paying attention to it, that you're talking to the, the local health department in Nevada, and that you're kind of keeping your finger on the pulse for all that stuff. Because I think... A lot of people are, are nervous now, but you got to realize like conference is still like almost four months out or like over three months out. So yeah. there's time for this stuff to settle down. Um, you know, I think a lot of people online are saying if you have an event or like a large public gathering or whatever within the next two to three weeks, okay, maybe think about rescheduling, postponing, yeah. uh, and, doing and whatever. And the events that are being canceled are ones that are in the next you know, few weeks. Um, so you know they're going to have to cancel WrestleMania? What? They're going to have to cancel WrestleMania. <laughs> it hit me hard. Uh, hit me hard in my feels. You know, I saw that they canceled the Boston Tattoo Convention over here, too. Oh, yeah. No, it's in a cluster. Yeah, so, well, you know, it, it's also, it's the only convention that I pierce at during the year, so... Um, that's kind of a, a kick in the junk also, but, but like every event that I, that I have to do over the next couple of weeks is all canceled or postponed. So the Boston class, I'm just going to move that to my studio and I've got 10 people, like l probably less than 10 people signed up. So it's not going to be a problem. They're all piercers. They all know, like wash your hands, don't touch your face. So we're going to be fine. But all the other events that I've been, that I've been setting up over the next couple of weeks, 
pretty much all of them have to either like get postponed or, or canceled right now. I'm, I'm wondering if I can still do my class in the UK because they just did a travel restriction for UK okay. citizens. UK citizens can't come into the U S so that means Lola can't come to visit like we were planning. Um, but I can, I can still go over there so far. So if I can still go over there, I'll go over there and teach my class. Same thing. It's only going to be about a dozen people, pretty small and it's all hygienic piercer people. So no worries right. there, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's gotta be so frustrating and so impactful for these large events to have to, uh, panic, you know, with these, not so much panic because of public health, um, like actual danger, but just the potential for it that they have to reschedule and switch up all their plans. It must be so expensive for some of these people. Oh, I can only imagine. And, uh, you know, I've never had to deal with a situation like this, um, well, I mean, I don't think anybody has. No, nobody has a formula for how to deal yeah. with a viral just, pandemic. Yeah, uh, it's been it's been so interesting. Like, just you know, but, I mean, we're monitoring everything pretty closely. I feel like everyone is, um, and it's just crazy to see like what's being canceled. You know, what's changing? Um, just the the dynamic of everything right now is just it's crazy, crazy uh, stuff. Fortunately, and like just for anybody out there, if you're if you're worried about something like the APP conference, uh, there will be systems in place that will give you a, a refund. Like if if we have a conference and it has to be shut down for a public health reason, the hotel is going to give you a refund on your hotel room. The APP uh, will have some sort of system in place for what to do with your your registration uh, for your flights. Typically, if it's something where you can't fly somewhere, they'll give you uh, they'll give you a refund. But otherwise, you know, you can buy travel insurance for not that much. You know, twenty bucks, thirty bucks sometimes. Where if there is some sort of a health reason why you can't travel, you'll get a refund or a credit there too. So, you know, definitely still plan for all the things you want to do, but just be prepared just in case it can't happen the way you want it to happen. Right, and um, you know, like I said, the. The APP has no intention of canceling the conference, but we do already have some stuff in place for if conference is supposed to get canceled, um, which, I mean, right now it's so far out. Who knows what's going to happen over the next even just few weeks. Um, but, I mean, if conference gets canceled for whatever reason, we will return your money. We can roll it over to the next year. Um, and if conference stays on, there's also um, some stuff we have in place as well, like say June comes and suddenly you start showing symptoms or get sick. Um, maybe your area is still quarantined or there's issues there or like travel restrictions um, still in place. Like, you know, the APP is still going to work with you. So, um, you know, right now don't, don't really worry about it. I mean, we're, I mean, I, I personally, I'm not really that worried about it. Like it, it's so far out. Um, you know, even if this stuff sticks around for the next month, we still have all of May and June. Um, you know, there's just it's just so far out. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm still planning on on being there. Me too. Uh, yeah. everyone should. We're we're gonna be there, and it's gonna be great. God damn right, it's gonna be great because I'm gonna yeah. be there teaching classes. Boom. Uh, uh, no, well, <laughs> <you're too cool>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey. I'm too, motherfucker. Oh, boo, boo. <laughs> I know, I totally suck, but... Uh, uh, so is there anything else you wanted to talk about with, like, crazy, freaked out piercers? 
Um, I mean, we've, we've talked about a lot of stuff today, but honestly, I just want to like reassure people that, you know, it's, it is normal to feel kind of freaked out right now. And I, I am, I don't know what to do with my business if I have to close, but you know what, we're all in this together and we're going to get freaking get through it. I know that sounds like cliche or cheesy or something, but yeah, but I mean, you know, it, it's you know, not, again, it's not the walking dead. It's just, um, you know, oh. pay attention to your own policies. This can be a moment where you can really kind of, you can look, you can look at your studio and your policies and, and tighten up different areas that were lacking before. So, yeah. you know, it's good that it kind of keeps everybody on their toes. Uh, it's good for piercing studios to be that kind of beacon of health and safety. Like when people have been coming mm-hmm. in the last few days, they're all saying, Oh, I'm so glad that you're so careful and you're so hygienic and, you know, keeps me confident and coming back and getting more stuff done when everybody else is, is freaking out. And it's like, yeah, this is just, this is our every day. You know, we, we do this yeah. level of cleanliness every day. So, um, and I feel that's like great. a lot of people are just becoming more receptive to that now too, because of all of this. Um, but honestly, I think everyone should just take it a day at a time. Um, you know, just stay home if you're sick. All the basic, you know, things that have been drummed into our heads for the last couple of weeks. Um, but you know, just uh, keep up with the CDC. You know, just for changes. Um, you know. Uh, also, if you want to re before I forget, um, if you want to review um our last APP statement, we do have it on our website, by the way. Um, at safepiercing.org. It's just and, that. Uh, I'll go ahead and link that on the yeah, podcast description great, too. Actually. Um, but it's just, if you just go click on the conference tab, you'll see the COVID-19 tab. Um, and you can just click on that. Um, that's where we will like, the, we're going to update that page as often as we can with any informa- new information that we get. Um, but, you know, of course, we would we would be posting it in forums or emails or whatever, too, if there was any major changes. Sure. Um, but again, it's like it's so far out there that I don't think we have to, to you know, worry about any stuff uh, like that. Yeah. I would say just, uh, you know, just keep planning like normal. Uh, one thing that I'm actually kind of tweaking a little bit is uh, I'm going to just plan for if I do have to take some time off, I want to basically be prepared. And I kind of just let my staff know that too, that if we do have to close, I'm going to do what I can to make sure that people are taken care of financially. But, you know, there's only so much I can afford for something like that, you know, with a staff of seven people or something like that. So I kind of told them, Hey, just be prepared if we need to close for a couple of days, or if you get a cold and you take a few days off, you know, just kind of be ready and be prepared for that. Cause I know some people in this industry really live week to week because they like to buy their toys. Maybe just don't buy your toys for like a week or two and just kind of think fiscal responsibility for the next few weeks along with, uh, you know, the hygienic responsibility. Right. Yeah, and, um, you know, it may even be harder for some people who, you know, like me, I'm a pretty fairly new business owner, and, uh, you know, I do okay, but I'm still living month to month, um, you know, just trying to still pay off my loans and debt and all of that stuff, but, um, you know, if, if you get any extra money, just, just set it aside. Don't, don't make a jewelry order right now. Um, <laughs> you know, like if, if you need supplies, get those, but try not to just try not to mess around too much with that money. Well, 
buy your jewelry. Buy your jewelry well, that you, that you need, but don't don't money. buy your jewelry that you don't need. Yeah, don't make any unnecessary large purchases right now. Maybe don't buy that third or fourth statum. Don't don't buy the fun stuff right now. Um, yeah. you know, only get what you need. Uh, yeah. If you have an expensive hobby like a lot of body piercers do, don't buy anything for your expensive hobby for a little while. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's uh just just do what you can and and take it a day at a time. And we're all going to die. Oh my gosh. <laughs> all right. Thank you Kale for talking to me. Um I know you probably have to get back to doing your thing and I've got a scholarship interview in a little bit. Oh yeah, I had scholarship interviews all day, so it's uh that was a wrap for me. Cool. All right. Well, uh say one more time your your bona fides and your contact deets and all that stuff and then we'll uh, call it quits. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, if you, uh, have any questions, um, or can actually, if you have any questions or concerns about, uh, conference or anything like that, um, you contact the office. It's just info at safepiercing.org or Kendra JD at safepiercing.org. Um, you can also contact me if you have any questions, um, just about anything. Or just want to talk. <laughs> um, I'm just Kale DeFrancesco on Facebook and Miss underscore Kale on the Instagrams. Send her cat memes. Yeah, I like cat stuff, so send it to me because we can all use a little of that right now. Yeah, I've been I've been really trying to double down on memes lately because it's the only thing that makes me smile these days. Oh my gosh, no! Like it's just been making my life so much easier, especially these last few days. Just looking at these. Yeah. Oh, did you like that? Uh, a group of chunks is called a chumbus. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's uh, these cats. They're just so stupid. <laughs> All right, we're gonna stop talking about cats now. All right, go back to work and thanks for talking to me. Yeah. Um. You know. Good luck out there and good luck to everyone else. Thanks. And and remember, it's uh, the Ryan Willette Memorial Scholarship for next year. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. All right, thanks for taking some time to talk to me and update everybody, Kale. I really appreciate it. Uh, again, if you want any sort of information from the APP, go to safepiercing.org. Under the conference tab, there's a section on COVID-19 updates. Feel free to uh, check that out. But again, uh, conference is planning to move forward. If there are any sort of updates uh, super significant to the industry, I, I will touch on them on future episodes. Uh, I talked to Jeff Saunders already about maybe coming on and uh, discussing what he and Laura are doing at uh, Gamma in Michigan to tighten up their hygiene policies as well. But uh, we're all going to get through this, so just pay attention, protect your clients' health and safety just like you do every other day out of the year, and everything's going to be just fine. Uh, so thanks for listening. Make sure you wash your hands. Make sure you read your labels on your disinfectants. And make sure you come back next week. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved. Hi. All right. Uh, my name is Kale DeFrancesco.
I am the outreach coordinator for the APP, and I also own. Uh, oh God, I sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> You're fired. Jesus Christ. All right. All right. Try Let it again. Start. Let me shake it out.